Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and today we have the audio from our Lunch Pod session, which was put on by Northwest Fest, which is Edmonton's nonfiction film and arts festival, on May 12th. I had a chance to talk to Trina Schessel of the Northern Nerdcast and Ben Yandall of Tales from the Heidian Way on stage at the Needle Vinyl Tavern. And you'll hear our conversation about building a community. And I also talk a bit about the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATP Financial, which is now officially in the works. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, a source of curiosity-driven stories about the city cultivated by the community. You'll hear more about that later in the show. And now, here's my conversation with Trina and Ben. Welcome to Lunch Pods at Northwest Fest. My name is Karen Unland, and I host a podcast called Seen and Heard in Edmonton, which is a podcast about the bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. And joining me today are two members of Edmonton's vast and fascinating podcasting community, Trina Schessel of the Northern Nerdcast and Ben Yandall of Tales from the Hydean Way. And we're going to talk today about how uh, all of us actually found a community and contributed to it through our own podcasts, what it has meant to us to discover a podcasting community in Edmonton, uh, what we might be able to accomplish by working together, and that will give us a chance to talk about the Alberta Podcast Network, which some of you might have seen that I announced last weekend and um, is now officially in the works. So that's fun. Uh, so let's start with, with you guys and, and just let's tell the audience and uh, here live and, <laughs> and on the show when I put it out. Trina, what's your podcast about? Uh, my husband Dan and I have the Northern Nerdcast. Um, it is, we like to feature the geeky and nerdy people, events, and groups within the Edmonton area. And Dan, uh, Ben? I do two podcasts. One, the Tales from the Hydean Way. It's a fairly geeky Star Wars role playing game podcast where we try and help people be better at running games. And to give an example, we started up Heroes of the Hydean Way so people can hear us and get examples of how to GM and how to play. So you're kind of my er example of the nichiest of niche podcasts, right? <laughs> yes. And so tell me, why did you start a podcast about Star, Wars, Star Wars role-playing games? Because there was one out there, and it was about three hours long. And I, I couldn't find the podcast I wanted, so I started it. I found a co-host and, yeah, started up almost three years ago now. And were you, were you surprised at how many other people wanted to listen to your podcast? I am continuously astounded <laughs> at how many people listen to us, how many people download us. It's somewhat mind-shattering. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's the power of niche, right? Because exactly. Because you found exactly your people. Yes. And where do most of them live? I've got a fairly high concentration in North America, but I get downloaded on six of the seven continents. Awesome. No Antarctica yet. Not yet. At least not that Feedburner tells me. Come on, scientists. Get on that. <laughs> It'd be something to do while they're up That's there. That's right, sure. yeah. Mm. Uh, so, Trina, why did you and Dan start the Northern Nerdcast? 
well, we actually started the Northern Nerd Network um, by making YouTube videos because we found there wasn't really any place we could go to find out more about the geek nerd community in Edmonton. We're like, well, what activities are going on? What's happening? How do we connect with more people? So we decided to go out and start, we started making YouTube videos and we found that in a YouTube video we'd sit and have this great conversation for like an hour or so and we'd have to cut it down to about five minutes. So then we thought, well, why don't we try and use another format that we could do a little bit longer and actually have a full conversation with our guests. So that's kind of where the Nerdcast came out of. And Nerdcast is actually a live show that you then turn into a podcast. Yeah. How come you decided to do it like that? Um, that's a good question. We <laughs> Mostly it was for selfish reasons of time. Um, we have two small children, and to me it, it made more sense to do it live. We do it over Google Hangouts so then our guests can be in their own space and we don't have to try and coordinate with a, a studio time and everything to come in and pre-record and then edit and get it out. So it just uh, made more sense to us to do it live, and we had all the equipment to do it that way. So, And, and what do you know about your audience? Uh, most of them, I believe, are in Edmonton. We do get a few kind of around Canada, United States. Um, I think they're mostly like friends of ours. <laughs> so, yeah, we try and keep it kind of Edmonton-centric. So I think that helps feed our local community. Because unlike... Ben's podcast, you have guests almost always. Your last yeah. one was, was you and, and your co-host from uh, um, Vancouver, Chelsea, yeah. and, and Dan kind of just talking about stuff. But usually you are interviewing at least one, maybe sometimes lots more people mm -hmm. about a nerdy thing that they're doing. Usually, yeah. We try, and I guess the podcast for us was more of a way to get to know more people, and it was kind of in a selfish way, a way for us to connect more with the community and to kind of build the community up that way where we could, you know, talk about people, like an event that's upcoming and try and, you know, promote the, the events, whether it be an expo or a, a gaming convention or something like that. Do you find it's hard as parents of small children for you to keep up your nerdy passions it, that it would be hard if you didn't have this podcast allowing you to be part of that community? For sure. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we, we like to take them along and kind of involve them when we can, but it's hard to get out and do everything. Like, we don't make it to as many events as we'd like to, mostly because we have a family and a lot of other commitments. So, yeah, I think it would be... We'd just kind of be sitting there going, oh, that looks like fun. Wish we could go to it. <laughs> Um, so, Ben, how much do you think your, your podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way, has contributed to the role-playing community, role-playing game community? From the feedback I've gotten, it's been pretty good for actually trying to solve some questions, give some guidance to GMs. We've been lucky that we have the sort of penetration that we do, that we've been getting feedback that we have been helping to shape some of the narrative going on in the Star Wars role-playing community. It's been kind of mind-blowing. So they're grateful to have you there kind of organizing a conversation around that. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of things that people are very curious about when it comes to podcasting is how do you get a little bit of money, right? <laughs> and, and so this year you, you launched a Patreon campaign Yes. Um, and, and to me, that has been uh, a, another proof point of, of 
your community kind of rallying around you. So what have you learned from, from launching that Patreon? First off, that I have about 17 people who are backing us financially at about $5 a pop. Most people have been actually going for the higher values, which has been shocking to me. It got started up because we need to cover server costs and the usual being an online entity. And the feedback that I've been getting, it's been the, I guess you call them super fans, and how they have been so encouraging to us. It's been shocking. And how many years was your podcast going before you launched the crowdfunding? Uh, we were a separate, we had started off as part of a, uh, I guess you call it network uh, called the Med Adventure Society. We broke off from them the January, or sorry, the July before, and then server costs started coming up and other things. And we'd been an independent entity for about eight months at that point. So it feels like that, that's a lesson too for if you want to do crowdfunding is that you, you have to put in the work to, to cultivate a, an audience and a community around your thing before they're going to answer your request for, or, or your invitation to fund it, right? Yeah, that's a pretty good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, both of you have attended our podcasting meetups in Edmonton and I want to know what drew you to them and what you get out of them. Maybe Trina. Mm -hmm. So Dan started going uh, to the first couple without me, and he, we were talking about this last night. He said, I kind of wanted to go meet other podcasters so I could see if I could have them on our podcast. <laughs> so for him, it was more about connecting. And then when he came back and told me about it, I was like, oh, this is great information. So I started going personally because of the conversation and just all the, the exchange of ideas um, within the podcast community. I think there's some really great ideas that come out of it. And I would say, like, poaching guests or finding people a guest is a totally <laughs> legitimate reason to come to the meetup, and yeah. I, I support that fully. Ben, I think you've attended every one. Yes, yeah. yes, I have. Yeah, um, and we're up to 14, we're, our 15th one is on May 28th, I think. Mm -hmm. So what drew you and what do you get out of it? I get the sense of community of podcasts in Edmonton that... Until I started going to them, I was part of a podcast that was off in the wilderness that had no real ties to anything. Now I feel a lot more of a connection to podcasting in Edmonton. And did you even know that there was other, or pay attention to any other local podcasts before you started coming? No, actually I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's been a nice thing actually to get people together in real life. It's such a siloed kind of way, although you guys are one of those institutions, I would think, that breaks through the silos. You've had Ben on your show, you've had other people on, on, their, on your show, and you sort of knit that community together by paying attention to people. Yeah, we, the first time Dan went to the meetup, um, he had been listening to Tales from the Hiding Way before, and he was like, I met Ben Yendel! He's <laughs> <laughs> so, a star. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to have maybe, like, have autograph sessions at yeah, future sure. ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's good to put a face to the name that you hear mm. every week on a podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. And I, I find that um, it's also a very uh, generous community as far as it goes with, with expertise. So earlier this week we heard from the broadcast 
uh, which is Trisha Estabrooks and, and Alex Zabchuk's uh, podcast about women in politics, they came to uh, a meetup that we had in September, which was where we had one side of the room was aspiring podcasters, one side of the room was veteran podcasters, like these guys. And we just had the aspiring ones, like, ask them anything about, like, how do I start? And among those aspiring ones were, were Trisha and, and Alex. And, and now they have this, like, amazing podcast that's, yeah. like, all over the place and, and getting lots of downloads and, and, and making a real contribution to the local media scene here. So I just want to thank you for helping <laughs> guide them into the world. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I think, what the meetup is really about for us, too, is... You know, being able to help, but being able to take information as well to help us mm -hmm. become better. Yeah. Do you think from your observations that there's anything about Edmonton's podcasting scene that might set it apart from that in other cities? I think there's a lot of diversity in Edmonton as far as podcasting goes. Like, basically, if there's something you're passionate about, there's probably a podcast about it in Edmonton, and that, mm -hmm. I think, is really good. Ben? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing, that there is so varied from some really interesting movie podcasts to some amazing Doctor Who podcasts to... Like, politics. Yeah, like... <laughs> Business, politics, hockey. Politics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you name it, there's yeah. a podcast here for you. Yeah, that's true. I got to shout out to the Doctor Who podcast because Stephen is back there recording our uh, piece and Erica is here. Um, we have two of the, the biggest, pod, biggest Doctor Who podcasts in the world are made in Edmonton, which is Radio Free Scarrow and Verity. And um, until we started gathering people together in real life, we wouldn't, I would never have met them. And it's been kind of a life-changing thing to have met them, too. So um, uh, I'm happy about that. That feels like a good accomplishment. It's a win. Yeah, it's a win, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I, I did want to talk. I I promised this in the in the uh, in my promotions of this thing. So I did want to talk to you a little bit about this thing that I announced last weekend at Pod Summit in Calgary, um, which is that I've secured funding for uh, from ATB Financial to support the creation of something called the Alberta Podcast Network. So this has been in the works for two years. It's been a long road and we're just at the starting line now but I'm really so excited about the possibility now to build something that um, is going to help creators get a little bit of that microphone and server money and and justify the time that you spend editing and putting the thing together um, the the structure of the of this network is going to be based on the Chicago podcast cooperative which is a really interesting um, venture that Cards Against Humanity made happen in Chicago, where they would take a group of locally based podcasters and pay them for, for reading ads and then fund that from, um, from a, a pool of money that local advertisers would put in. And then they, the Cards Against Humanity pays the person who runs the network to, mat, mix in, to, to make the matches and ensure the fulfillment. And that I think that can be the basis for a virtuous circle that we could do here in Edmonton, or at least that's what we're—that's the hypothesis that we're going to um, test over the next couple of years. So those ads 
Um, once, once we are up and running, some of them will be by, for ATB Financial and all of the podcasters and it, on every episode during the, every episode will, will, um, acknowledge that they're, that they're part of this network that's powered by ATB. And hopefully we can make sure that they get value for their money, value for the advertisers' money, and some money in the pockets of the creators because that is how we're going to be able to be sustainable. You can go pretty far on passion. You guys have proven mm -hmm. that. Um, but I would like to supplement that <laughs> with a little bit. Um, so you can learn more about that if you're interested at albertapodcastnetwork.com. And we're going to be talking about it more at our next podcasting meetup, which is on May 28th at 1 p.m. at Variant Edition Comics and Culture on 151st Street. And uh, so there's a, at albertapodcastnetwork.com, there's a place where you can sign up for the email newsletter, which is the way to, to stay up to date on what we're up to. Although you can always find me on Twitter. So, I don't know. That's uh, just like <laughs> me talking about my thing. But do you guys want to know anything about that? How about you in the audience? Do you have anything that you would like to know about that? We have actually have a, a microphone up here so that you, you could have your, um, your voice captured for the podcast that we are going to turn this podcast discussion about podcasts into. Oh, there's one from Scott. Question for you, Karen, and the others. But uh, regarding music, I was talking with CKUA about why they don't do podcasting and course, it's royalty issues. Are there any Edmonton podcasters that are, are doing music? And if so, how are they getting around that royalty rate if they do? So there's a few. So um, And they all have different solutions around that. So CKUA itself has an interesting way around that. And with their Capital City Records podcast, they have partnered with the Edmonton Public Library, which has a collection of Edmonton-based music and part of that, I assume, is, is the, the right to play, play that music. There's another interesting podcast from um, Kat, uh, Katrina Zanet, what's her last name? Griffiths. Griffiths. Katrina Griffiths has a podcast called Start the Music, where she interviews uh, bands, and she, she asks each band for permission to play their music. Uh, there's another one called Cups and Cakes, which... It's not a downloadable podcast because of the, the rights issues, but they are on Mixcloud and they operate like a podcast and um, they pay their SOCAN like copyright fees through their, through their Mixcloud. So there's lots of different ways around it. It was interesting actually at Pod Summit, um, one of the, the speakers that we heard from remotely was Terry O'Reilly from Under the Influence um, the podcast that start that is also a CBC show, and and he issued a, a good word of warning to uh, podcasters who use copyrighted music. Like someday, podcasting is going to be big enough to catch the attention of those publishing companies, and you don't want them to come after you for four years worth of royalties. So, um, one of the things actually with our podcast network that we're going to have to make sure when we sign a podcaster on is to make sure that they have their decks in a row as far as uh, any of the music that they use in their podcast. Uh, do you know of anybody who uses uh, live phone calls into their podcasting in Alberta? Uh, there's a couple that I like to listen to where they're using uh, the guest is on the phone since they can't be there in person and what kind of software they would be using or what they're doing to capture that 
again live for their podcast rather than doing a phone call and then putting in the podcast later? Uh, the only one that comes to mind is um, the view up here that Glenn, uh, Canadian Glenn does, which is almost like a uh, like like talk radio, and and that's what he does, and he he manages to have that live uh, experience. And then Katrina or Trina, yours is similar to that too, right? It is. Yeah, we just use Google Hangouts and we record it straight to YouTube, and then we pull the audio right from YouTube. It's not. It's it's a little bit. Muddy, but I, th- I think our audio's all right. <laughs> There's times when when you, you kind of have some some glitchy stuff happening, yeah. but yeah, for the most part, eventually it kind of it it seems to settle down. Mm-hmm. There's another one, Scott, called Montreal Sauce, which uh, Chris Akanga and and Paul Graham, Paul I can't remember his last name, DeLeo, uh, do, and and they almost always have their guests on Skype, but they do it live and then they put it out, and so people can have that live interaction. As a listener, I find myself not that I like. I like being able to have on-demand audio. I'm. I'm. I don't. I'm not really an appointment listener, but some of your guys are. Yeah, and we are finding that we're building more of a following on YouTube with the people actually watching because we do the video as well live. So we put out the video live, and then usually the next day we pull the audio and put that up. So we actually have a way to have people comment on the YouTube while they're watching, and we find that's becoming a new way for us to kind of interact with our audience in a live way. We'll come back to our conversation at Lunch Pods in a minute, but first a word about our sponsor, Taproot Edmonton, which is my other adventure in local independent media. Earlier this month, Taproot published a comprehensive guide to Edmonton's summer festivals and events, as well as to all the markets. My co-founder, Mac Mail, has put together a very user-friendly list of everything fun you can do in our city over the next few months, and you can find that at taprootedmonton.ca. Taproot is a member-supported site. We pay our writers from the money we get from members, and members get the opportunity to participate in our stories from the beginning. That's what we mean by curiosity-driven stories about the city cultivated by the community. If you'd like to get in on that, please join us at taprootedmonton.ca. Another question. There's very few times that I feel like a virgin, but uh, when it comes to podcasting, I truly am. Um, how do you know that there is, uh, like when you set up your podcast, how did you know there was an audience there? How did, it, like, how did you begin, I guess is the question. It's a good question. Like, you just kind of hope that somebody wants to <laughs> listen to it. Um, I think for us, like we did it because it, it was something we were passionate about and we just put it out there and shared it. And at first we just kind of shared it with friends and family and we had a few friends that were interested, and then a lot of it was word of mouth, just friends being like, hey, this is really good, you should listen to this. And, and I think if, you're, if you find something to talk about that you're passionate about, I think it really shows, and hopefully you'll, you know, you'll reach out to other people that are also passionate about it. How did you know, Ben? Mostly just faith that I saw that there was another podcast out there, and... I was going to do something kind of similar, but very different. And there's room for more than one podcast. So that yeah. was... And that's a good point. There's 350,000 podcasts, I think, is, is what someone said at the conference last weekend. And so um, if someone else is doing what you're doing and you can do it slightly different, that you've already got a little bit of evidence that there's an audience for it. 
And podcast listeners tend to be, um, like hardcore podcast listeners tend to, if they're going to listen to one, they're going to listen to six or 10 or 50, right? So. For, if I might add a thing. Yes. Furthermore to that, uh, the live phone call and stuff uh, that you asked, the incomparable network sometimes has like live, you can listen in live to basically the raw recording um, of some of the podcasts and then for members feeds they actually provide the entire recording before it's edited like before the actual proper episode comes out so that's another um, angle that some podcasts do and are people so into it that they they want that they will pay for early access to a less produced product they do they, yeah. they want the, they want everything basically yeah <laughs> And that works for particularly extremely nerdy things, right? That are un- incomparable? Yeah, I think a lot of the game show episodes that they do, they like to hear all the endless chatter that goes on um, in between various parts because they like the, the people enough to want to listen to all that, even though a large chunk of the listening audience doesn't want to sort of sit through like 10 minutes of deliberations on Trivial Pursuit or something like that. <laughs> they they want to hear the edited highlights, so to speak. So there, there's an audience for both, I think. So it's an interesting tension in podcasting that we kind of explored with yesterday's Lunch Pods too when we're talking about quality. So I think that there's a, there's a segment of the audience that, that is, does not want their time wasted and wants just the best, right? The best, they want an authentic experience, but they want it to be a high quality one. And then there's the hardcore fans of things that, who cannot get enough of, of whatever nerdy discussion there is. Okay, any other questions about anything that we've talked about? I just, I want to come back to how did you know there would be an audience? It, it, and, and then how did your audience find you, I think, is the corollary to that. And that is one thing that we are still struggling with, I think, in the podcasting realm is, is discovery. It's really hard for people to find you if you're doing it. Um, so you've got to do some work in order to um, find... Uh, channels, social media channels and otherwise so that people can can find you. I think one of the ways that I discovered Northern Nerd Network was because I saw the videos that you guys did of, of Dan going to um, like role playing, like LARP things and, and uh, uh, comic cons and stuff and interviewing people. Like he's, he's like a reporter who specializes in nerdery basically, right? And, and that's a way of getting some visibility as well. Yeah, and that for us was a big thing. Like if we go to a convention or an expo, we go and we take our business cards and everybody we interview, we hand cards to. And anybody we meet, we say, you know, well, we usually get media passes now, so it'll say like Northern Nerd Network on our passes and they'll be like, oh, who, who are you with? Or they'll ask or we'll introduce ourselves as we're with the Northern Nerd Network, here's a business card, and it's got our website and our Facebook and our Twitter and everything, YouTube on it. So that really, I find whenever we go to a big event like that and hand out cards, our, our numbers seem to go up a little bit. So just if there's any kind of um, place where like-minded people gather <laughs> in the topic you're interested in, I would suggest definitely going out and just introducing yourself to people and saying, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing, this is where you can find it. There's like a culture of giving out ribbons or something at Doctor Who. Tell me, can you put Erica on the mic? Like, what do you, how did you guys get the word out about Verity? Uh, well, we were lucky that we started with people who already had followings in other areas, so they were able to bring 
bring that in. But yes, the uh, the ribbon culture is actually spreading amongst science fiction conventions. It, it used to be just like a couple Doctor Who conventions, and now it's actually going all over the place. Um, so at a normal convention, if you, you usually get a name badge that goes on your chest, and there's like a little ribbon underneath that says, you know, speaker or guest of honor. And you can have those ribbons made with whatever you want on them. So if you're going to a convention, you can have the name of your podcast, the name of your network, or some random phrase from Doctor Who that doesn't make any sense unless you've seen the show. Uh, so that tends to be the kind of thing that happens at sci-fi conventions. People start trading them like trading cards. And we found that for Verity, we would pick a, a line from the show that sort of fit our podcast. And then you also put you know veritypodcast.com at the bottom of it or something like that. Uh, and then that's another nice, fun way to get get things out. We've done random giveaways with with some of the Patreon funds we've we've gotten. So like we've made uh, those plastic like twelve ounce tumblers with a plastic straw with our with our name on it. And those are great to give out at conventions because people are drinking all the time, especially at Doctor Who conventions, people are drinking all the time. And if they're carrying around a cup that's got your podcast on it, people are like, oh my God, that's a great cup. Where did you get it? And then they read what's on it. So little things like that. Think about being useful. I feel like we should copy some of these ideas for the Edmonton Podcasting Network. Or, well, um, podcasting community. The other thing that I try to do in my little way to increase discovery is every couple weeks I put out on my blog... um, a, a podcasting roundup, like a local podcast roundup. Mm-hmm. So throughout, over those two weeks, I listen to as many local podcasts as I have time to, and then I uh, put them together in a blog post and and put them out. Um, I hope that it helps people who are looking for local podcasts discover something new to listen to. I think it what it mostly does is um, help other podcasters, local podcasters, discover each other because... Yes. Uh, you tend to read a thing that you are in, and you tend to share a thing that you are in. Um, so I hope that that has knit things together as well, and it's super fun. Any other questions about anything? I might, I might have a question, mm. just because everyone always, whenever I come to podcast meetup, everyone asks how you start up a podcast. But I mean, you both have been, all three of you have been doing podcasts for a while now. How do you keep going? How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep your enthusiasm for doing a podcast at a regular schedule week to week? How do you how do you do that? That's a good question. I mean, let's start with Ben on that because I actually because I'm not a, a Star Wars role player, I'm always a little bit surprised that you can keep finding new angles. But when I do listen, I I find it like a really interesting resource on storytelling in general. So do you, do you struggle at all to think of what you're going to talk about? No, um, the one of the ways that we've been keeping it fresh is just by nature of real life has come in the way of. Uh, I think I'm losing my third co-host and getting in my fifth because, well, they're about to have a addition to their family, so that's going to cause havoc in their personal life. But. Uh, I keep on getting new co-hosts. People keep saying yes to, do you want to be on Tales from the Hydean Way? Still baffles me a little. (laughs) But uh, with these new perspectives, going back to the same topic again and again, you're getting new points of view. And as we go back to different ideas, we've grown as people, we've grown as storytellers, so we try and come up with or we have new ways of approaching the same problem that 
we would have given a vastly different answer a year ago to the one we're giving today. Okay, so shifting your person now can be a way. You're probably not going to sub out Dan for somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys keep, keep going? Because you've been going at this for how long? That's a good question. I know we've done the Northern Nerd Network for about three and a half years. So three. Um, so how do you podcast, keep going? I think it's been a little bit less than that, but I'm not. Probably about two years. Um, we well, we started just with Dan and the co-host Chelsea talking about a topic, and that to us seemed kind of like it had an end, <laughs> like a stale date. And uh, so getting the guest to come on. Like actually having somebody new join you every week and talking about a new topic and something that they're passionate about kind of keeps keeps us going and and then it's different every week. So um, I have an interview show, so there's as long as there's a supply of interesting podcasters or bloggers to talk about in Edmonton, I won't run out. Um, I also put the audio from our meetups and things like that on my feed. Um, I, I started podcasting because I wanted to understand podcasting so I could make a podcast network. So <laughs> She's the queen of meta. <laughs> I really am. So, um, so my motives are probably somewhat singular. So again, if you want to learn more about the Alberta Podcast Network or meet amazing uh, and dedicated and passionate podcasters like these people, we'll be discussing it at the next Edmonton Podcasting Meetup on May 28th at Variant Edition Comics and Culture. If you search for Edmonton Podcasting Meetup, you'll find it. And if you sign up for the meetup, then you'll get a, a, a notice every time uh, we have another one. We usually do it the last weekend of the month. I want to thank Trina and Ben for sharing your insights. And you can subscribe to the Northern Nerdcast and Tales from the Hydean Way and all the usual podcast places. Um, thank you so much again to Fonda Mithrush and Northwest Fest for organizing Lunch Pods. Everyone within the sound of my voice, please go see a documentary this weekend. There's a whole bunch that are happening. You can see the full schedule at northwestfest.ca. Thank you again to Stephen from Castria for recording all of these sessions. If you want to start a podcast, but you do not want to mess with the technical stuff, you should hire them at wearecastria.com. Thank you so much to The Needle for hosting us. Please like buy a drink and make it worth their while. Have some excellent food, and thank you for coming. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Seen and Heard in Edmonton podcast. You'll find the links that we mentioned in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. Many thanks to Castria for recording and editing this podcast. If you'd like them to do the same for you, look them up at wearecastria.com. Our next Edmonton podcasting meetup happens on May 28th at Variant Edition Comics and Culture. I'll be answering questions about the Alberta Podcast Network there. So please join us. Just search for Edmonton Podcasting Meetup and you'll find it. Thanks for listening.